The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. I wonder what uh, weekly practices have been a part of your life. Uh, for me, when I was in uh, more my young adult ages, I got to go along to a Bible study, and each week there was one practice that uh, we knew was coming. And in fact, uh, the joy of that was that it allowed you to prepare your heart, but also prepare your words. And so that question uh, that I got each week from our Bible study group was, what are you thankful for? It's a great question. What are you thankful for? And so I want to pose it to you. You'll see that on your seat or around your seat, there's plenty of these bits of paper. We're going to put what we can into practice as we go. So if you've got a pen on you, I encourage you to write down something you're thankful for. If you don't have a pen, if you belong to the digital age, I will forgive you for getting out your phone and writing down something you're thankful for. Although I'll caveat that, my challenge then for you is to send that to someone. What are you thankful for? The other side of that bit of paper will come into play later. Okay, now you can keep going on that activity, that's okay. I wonder who found that simple? Has things quick to come to their mind that they're grateful and thankful for? Who maybe realised they're not as practised at expressing their thankfulness? Well, one of the things that we do at KidZone each week is we try to have a really concrete way of explaining uh, or getting into what we're exploring for that week. It's the object lesson. There's been drills, there's been uh, water ponds, there's been interesting things throughout the times to try and help us explain. And today I have a balloon. Now, if you're one of those people who fears balloons, don't worry, there'll be no intentional popping of this balloon. Um, it should play well for you. But I want you to imagine you're a bit like this balloon. And uh, each moment in life, we have an opportunity to fill this balloon up. And we can do that by saying things we're thankful for. So maybe you're a little bit thankful that uh, we could come together. That would be a breath of air. And maybe um, you're thankful for our friends. Maybe you got to share a meal with friends recently. That's two things you're thankful for, so that can be two breaths. Uh, maybe you're thankful that uh, God has given us minds that can learn. 
Maybe as you go to bed each night, there's a, a disproportionate amount of medicines that rattle, but you're thankful that God uses these to sustain your body. Maybe you're thankful for medicine. Perhaps uh, you could be thankful for pets, uh, the joy that they can bring into our lives. Or maybe you're simply thankful for patience. You're enduring the youth pastor giving a sermon and he's got a balloon in his hand, so you're thankful for patience. Now, a great amount of gratitude can really fill us up. But what happens if we swap gratitude for grumbling? Uh, maybe uh, someone honked at you on the way in. Oh, isn't that unpleasant? Uh, maybe uh, you honked at someone else on the way in. Or maybe uh, you just got out of bed and it's just not your day. Maybe, maybe you said something mean to someone on the way in, but you just had all these things to grumble about. And look, our balloon starts to get uh, a little more empty. Now, uh, they did a little bit of research into uh, grumbling versus gratitude. And depending on who you listen to, uh, for every one time you grumble, if you want to fill yourself back up again, that takes at least three statements of gratitude. Possibly five, even up to seven. Maybe depends on how you sit on the, the positive, the optimistic to otherwise scale. But that means that we can fill this up with seven great statements of gratitude and grumble, and it finds itself empty again. And I hope this is just one way we can picture the value of gratitude. But what does the Bible have to teach us about this? It's nice to have object lessons, but what has God's Word got to tell us? Well, thank you, Ava, for reading Psalm 100. And for those that have uh, memorized it or are working towards memorizing it, this morning, I hope you will discover a little bit more about what it has to say to you. Now, Psalm 100, it's a treasured piece of Hebrew poetry. And because of that, we're going to try and learn a few Hebrew words this morning as we go out. Um, and one of the things that we'll notice, it actually doesn't say it in the NIV translation, but the title of this poem in Hebrew, it's written there for us, it's a psalm of giving thanks. And our psalm is going to open with three actions to give thanks. In fact, they're not just actions, they're commands given to us. So three commands of thanksgiving. So how do we give thanks? Well, it says, uh, starting at verse 1, uh, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Another way to put this is shout, express. We get to note our thankfulness. But note who we express it to. Our audience is the Lord. Now, Thanksgiving, it's not bragging. Because often when we brag, we too quickly confuse um, and celebrate what we're being blessed by rather than God who blessed us. And so a question you could ask yourself, a diagnostic question is, uh, maybe you're about to post something Maybe you're about to send a message or, or do that old-fashioned thing called speaking, um, and you've given yourself a moment to think about what you're about to say. Now, does that statement of thanksgiving make big of God or maybe make big 
of the thing God has given. Now, Thanksgiving, it should be noticeable. Shouting is rather hard to miss. But when our goal is to celebrate the bigness of God in our life, then we have plenty of reason and plenty of opportunity for thanksgiving. So our first command is shout to the Lord. Now thanksgiving is uh, giving thanks with words, but it's also more than words, and that takes us to our second command, serve the Lord with gladness. Now that word serve, it's the word avad in Hebrew, and it means to serve or to worship. It's even the word work. Um, So I wonder what chores do you have at home? Are you the dishwasher guy? Do you have to feed the pet? Uh, Clean your room, pay the bills, cook dinner? I wonder what is your attitude when you're serving in these ways? Verse 2 reminds us to serve with gladness. Do you realize that these can be acts of thanksgiving to God? You can worship, you can serve, you can avad the Lord even when cleaning the toilet. And if maybe you're, you're an actions person more than words, see the opportunity. Let what you do uh, be thanksgiving, not just another chore on your list. Maybe you're more of a natural at words. You've got your 10,000 or 20,000 words you need to get out of each day. But maybe the follow-on action part is not your first strength. Let this prompt you. What you do and how you do it shows what you're thankful for. So our two commands so far, shout to the Lord, serve the Lord. Now, anyone want to guess on our third command of thanksgiving? Uh, I wonder, were you thinking singing, singing? Shout, serve, sing. That would be a nice three S's. But it's not that. It is come. Come into his presence with singing. The command is come. We shout and serve with acts of coming into God's presence. So you see, gladness is paired with service, and singing is a fitting response into coming into the Lord's presence. Songs, they can help us express, even shout, uh, both what we know about God, but also what we feel about God. They can be masterpieces of thanksgiving. Songs, particularly king's songs, kid songs, they get stuck in your head. Do you know, as I was preparing a Psalm 100, there was a song that was stuck in my head from Kids Zone uh, presentation day last Christmas. Despite it being a line from nine months ago, it kept popping into my head. It was, and it read like this, we're going to shout and sing and worship the king. Almost got all three commands in there. Shout, sing, and worship the king. And I can't help but the next line, Jesus is born, it is such good news. So God is accessible. We can come into his presence. Giving thanks to God uh, draws us into his presence. So Psalm 100, there's three commands of thanksgiving. Shout to the Lord, serve the Lord, come to the Lord. Now before moving forward, it's worth giving a moment of thought to who these commands are to. We actually have to go back to verse 1 for that. 
It's all the earth. The command is to all. Uh, And the command, if we want to get into the Hebrew, is given in the plural. That is, it's directed to people gathered together. Thanksgiving is best in community rather than being just an individual experience. And so Thanksgiving is this great gift of God to humanity, one that can one that can only find its fullness when we connect it to the Lord. Okay, the second half of Psalm 100. It's going to remind us why God is cause for thanksgiving. Now, Psalm 100, it's not this blind optimism uh, or this positive positivity guide to a better self. It's an invitation to relationship with God. It invites us to encounter uh, what God has done and who God is. So this introduction to God reveals us to the invitation of God. Verse 3, it says this, Know that the Lord is God. Now, know, it's another one of our useful Hebrew words. It's the word yada. At college, I always used to just think Yoda. It helped me remember. But yada, it means to know, uh, but it's not just knowing information. It's intimate knowledge. It's close knowledge. Uh, It's that knowledge a husband and wife or family might have of each other. Like who leaves the toilet door open when they're... That kind of knowledge. And God is open for you and him to really know each other. Are you open to getting to know God? Will you give God the time that a new or rekindled relationship needs? Now consider what God has done. Uh, This is the key part of the introduction to God. It is he who made us, from verse 3, it is he who made us and we are his. So God has made us. Are you open to embracing your creator and living out of the claim that this gives God on your life? You know, one of the joys of our shack camp that we did for our primary school kids, we, we hosted it here in this very room, and we got to introduce God as creator uh, to many of our kids in our local community. And for some, this was uh, new news, and indeed, it is good news. And one of our young people, they heard this invitation and embraced being part of God's people. Because the two follow together. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now, I grew up as a farm boy. Um, We had dairy cows though, not sheep, fortunately. But many a neighbour and friend uh, were indeed shepherds. And sheep under the care of a good shepherd live a very fine life. Even if it ends on Sunday roast. But consider, sorry, t- I love lamb. Anyway, uh, consider the role of the shepherd. The good shepherd guides the lost. By the way, the lost is almost the very definition of a sheep, except that one, one that knows where it shouldn't be and leads all the others astray. Uh, but the good shepherd, it tends to the sick and injured, often called by that said same stubborn sheep. Uh, but that's part of being a shepherd. You know your sheep. 
And a good shepherd provides uh, food and water for healthy growth. The good shepherd provides, uh, cuts off the excess wool and the grime that accumulates. You see, shepherding is a tender picture in the Bible, one that might find, sound familiar, particularly in the Psalms like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And the Hebrew listeners to these poems might connect in their minds the rule of their King David, the boy who started life as a good shepherd. And as Christian uh, listeners, we might want to connect in our minds the words of Jesus in John 10. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am my own and my own know me. So God has not just made us. He's committed to remaking his people under the shepherding of Jesus. Jesus knows his sheep. He guides the lost. He tends to the sick and injured, provides what is needed for growth, and cuts off what hinders and cleans up the mess. So how can we respond? Well, we can look to our psalm. Verse 4 tells us, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Uh, This word enter, it's the same as come that we had back in verse 2. And our gates, it's worth remembering that these were the place of public hearings and decisions. So enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. What God has done and is doing is cause for thanksgiving. So there will be the invitation to come. Shortly we will uh, continue to publicly praise God in song. But before we do this, uh, we'll join in a time of communion together. And this is for all who claim that Jesus is their good shepherd. We're invited to share a meal together. In communion, we celebrate and give thanks for who God is and what he has done for us. Uh, If you've got one of these lovely little cups, one of our smiling faces might have handed it to you. To share in this meal is to affirm God is our creator, God is our Lord. It's to affirm that Jesus is our good shepherd and has laid down his life for God's people, the sheep. And it's something we do to look back to Jesus' death and resurrection, to witness the God who acts in history. We affirm that we are God's people, not because we are good, loving, and faithful as required of us by God, but because Jesus, our good shepherd, is. Jesus has invited us into his good, loving, and faithful relationship with God. And we trust that the Good Shepherd will guide us through every step of faith. This is the new life of thanksgiving that we all need. It's the kind of life that fills us up. Uh, We're going to uh, prepare our hearts together. You'll see on the bit of paper uh, there is Psalm 100 verse 5. We're going to give a go at uh, reading that together to prepare our hearts. So please, I encourage you to have that in front of you. We may even get it on the screen. 
Let us say together, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, his faithfulness continues through all generations. I wonder uh, how many generations ago that was written down. And here we are declaring God's faithfulness still, generation after generation. We'll eat in just a moment, but one more comment. Um, For those who are ready, for those that have Jesus as Saviour, we thoroughly invite you, whatever your background, uh, to enjoy in this meal. Uh, But if this is not you, if it's not where you're at at this time, thank you for first being in this space with us, especially if you're here to support uh, one of our young people for the family service or just trying out a new experience. I'm glad you're here. But I encourage you... uh, Don't feel pressure or obligation uh, to participate. I encourage you to take this moment to reflect on what you have heard. We'd love to explore any questions you might have, any pushback um, or anything you might want to dig deeper into. But feel completely free to leave this on your seat, um, even if uh, there was such a smiling face that handed it to you. Okay. You might want to take off that first plastic uh, chunk. Now for those who trust in Jesus as Lord, let us eat together as a sign of our unity and an act of thanksgiving to God. Now let's eat the bread, a picture of Jesus' body broken for us. And let us together uh, drink the juice, again, helping us remember Jesus' blood shed for us. Let us conclude this part of our time together in prayer. Mighty God, as we look back to that moment in history where Jesus died on the cross, You show us who you are by what you have done. You are the God who rescues and saves. You conquer death through sacrifice and love. And you've made the one way through Jesus for life forever with you. God, you are our cause for thanksgiving. So to you we shout, we serve and we come. In the name of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, we your people pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.